Welcome everyone to Be Better Betters. I'm the host, Spanky. Thanks for listening. I thought I was going to hang it up for the season, not record another podcast in a few months. Something came up today, and I said, you know what? Instead of typing a lot of stuff out, it's probably easier to just record a podcast and kind of give my take on uh, on some current happenings in the industry. So um, thanks, everybody, for joining me and hearing me alone. You know, I usually have guests on. I haven't been rolling solo for a while. But uh, I thought it was a good time to do so. So um, Dave Purdom put out an article today about a guy or a group of guys uh, past posting Bet MGM out in Vegas on a kiosk at about 3 o'clock in the morning on some international baseball games. And not just past posting, but, you know, really going for the juggler. Round robining all the uh, all the games, essentially, you know, trying to take the book for about a hundred thousand dollars. Before I get into how I feel and what my opinion is, let me just give you a little bit of an insight on on my background in case there's any new listeners. So, um, I've been betting sports professionally twenty years. Of those twenty years, seventeen years have been full-time. This is my only source of income besides a few real estate properties. But this is it. This is what I know. This is what I do. Um, it's not a part-time gig for me. Um, this has, you know, the career I chose. Um, I've dealt with countless of bookmakers over the over my tenure and, uh, and both legal, illegal, um, offshore, domestic, you name it. You know, I, I've I've seen a lot, and I, I've dealt with a lot of people. So I kind of think I, I have a little bit of a background to give somewhat of a weighted argument on this issue. Before we get into the argument, um, I think a little brief history on, on what the industry has become uh, should be examined. Um, so this industry, you know, when I first started in this industry, um, most of the stuff was post up with some credit and you had a personal relationship with your bookmaker. So I, you know, I've been in Costa Rica 16 times. Anybody that's booked me directly, I've met them most, if not all face to face. They all know me, you know, I've been out to dinner with them. It's a personal relationship. And this is how it was before I started. This is what the bookmaking better relationship has always been until recently, unfortunately. But it's always been a symbiotic relationship. Even though, you know, it doesn't have to be adversarial or confrontational. It was one of those relationships in which, okay, I'm trying to take your money, you're trying to take mine, but can we coexist so that we both can make money? And, And this is how it was. Um... And, and, and this is how it should be. All the old school bookmakers will agree with me. All the current bookmakers, guys like 
Ludacris or Pinnacle or a Grande or any of the big boys, guys that are in Vegas like a Circa or a South Point or any of these guys, they understand that, you know, listen, we're going to let you play, help yourself, go out and bet, and, and, and we'll try to use your information accordingly to help shape our numbers and to try to utilize that information to benefit our book for us to turn a bigger profit. Now, it takes talent and skill to do that. Not everybody could do that. Um, it's a very hard profession. It's a very respected profession. So not every bookmaker has that talent. You know, a lot of bookmakers take this quote-unquote European or recreational uh, viewpoint on, hey, listen, if you're going to beat me or if you're going to win, then I'm just going to throw your ass out and I want nothing to do with you. Um, you know, goodbye. Um, and that wasn't always the case. This is, this is, again, with this European invasion, with these uh, European companies coming onto our shores, um, you know, with these legalized sports books. This is the model that a lot of them are bringing on. But this wasn't the case, you know, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, um, even the mid-2000s, bookmakers had personal relationships with the betters. You had accounts. You were paid. Everything was great. You were, you know, it was just, it was just a, a, a good time to be a better. And, um, and and a bookmaker, um, if you knew what you were doing. So, and, and, you know, the cream rose to the top, obviously, and then, you know, the, the, the people that started out their operation or that were coming up um, like a pinnacle back then, um, you know, have, have come to what they are today. So that's where the industry's been. Now, I think a lot of that, unfortunately, is lost today. I think that, um, you know, that relationship between a bookmaker and a better is gone. And it sucks that that's gone, but that's just how it is. A lot of things have become corporate. And, um, you know, in the legal market, it's become corporate. You know, MGM used to be just a local, uh, you know, Vegas joint, you know, where if, you know, uh, you just could walk up, there's personal relationships. That's gone now. I think, you know, a lot of Europeans have come in and their lines now are being run by, I don't know where, Timbuktu or whatever the hell it is, just somewhere, you know, far away places. Um, and, and the relationship between better and bookmaker is lost because of that. Same thing with a lot of these other places uh, domestically. And this is also in the offshore world. Um, you know, the, the, the bookmakers, now there's not many bookmakers left. Everything in the per-ahead era have become call centers. So if you ever have a problem, if you want to speak to somebody about something, you call up one of these call centers, they'll simply tell you to call your agent which is your guy that connects to the bookmaker. So it has nothing, you know, to be able to have a direct communication with the bookmaker, these, they're few and far in between now. It just doesn't happen anymore. And it sucks that that way because that, you know, for me personally, I always enjoyed having that relationship with my bookmaker and, I, and it's how I succeeded. It's, it's, you know, building these relationships. And I think bookmakers also would agree it's, this is a relationship business. It's a gentleman's business, and it's built on relationships. Um, and um, if, if the relationship uh, can be a two-way relationship, that's what makes it, uh, makes it thrive. And, um, and that's where the industry is. So now we're at a point in which, you know, this place, BetMGM, who probably is, if, if not the worst, uh, is one of the worst um, legalized sports books in the country, you know, this place, um, well, you know, last year's World Series um, was dealing, you know, I think a 50 or a 60 cent line, you know, minus 130 both ways. It was just some craziness, um, you know, completely trying to, you know, price gouge the customer. 
and listen, that's, you know, the beauty of being a better is nobody puts a gun in your head to place the bet. You know, the better's advantage will always be to be able to price shop. And this is how I make my living. You know, I price shop. So if I see somebody dealing minus 130 both sides, will I ever play with them? Um, probably not. It's one of those things in which, you know, we have, we, nobody is forcing us to play into to the sports book. We have that opportunity to shop for lines as betters and to be able to get the best price. The bookmaker's advantage, of course, is to be able to charge a vigorish and, and to be able to make that vig. And the betters, of course, advantage is to be able to shop and, not, and to choose what they want to bet. So, and, and, that, and that's the basic contract of a better bookmaker relationship. Now, there are certain industry standards, okay, um, and that I think that are lost. You know, if you lay a five and a game closes 10 and the line just kept betting up and up, okay, nobody's going to keep, that's just part of the business, okay? That's how I make my living. So if I'm laying five and a line is moving, that's just part of it. You know what I mean? This is not an, this is not an error. The line is moving that way. Versus if you take a plus 22 on a college football game when the line actually should have been reversed and minus 22, these are these are palpable egregious errors that um that are just wrong. Okay, this is this is it's borderline stealing. And and, and again, it, you just have to know what the industry standards are. So what's you know where's the cutoff? And and that's again that's up for debate. But being in this game for so long, you kind of know. You just look at a market consensus line, and you see. Listen, if there's a little bit, you know, a couple. It all depends on what the market is, but it's 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 pretty obvious. Um, to know if the bookmaker made an error or not, if they flipped the sign on a juice or um, or on a point spread, you know. But if a bookmaker has a seven on a game that's painted five, no, no, that's all fair game, you know. It, 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 and this is how I make my living. So there's, you know, obviously I'm never, uh, you know, I have to be able to price shop, but I'm able to look for either if the bookmaker has an opinion or if he's slow moving or soft. That's just part of it. That's part of the business, okay? If, 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 if Bet Chris or a Pinnacle has a six up on a game where everybody's four and a half, they will, they, they're inviting you to take the six. That's what they want. And, um, and they're never going to say, oh, no, no, that was a bad line. No, no, they're, they're not going to do that. That's just part of the business. However, if they have a six when the line's supposed to be a 16, that's a different story. And these are the things that you kind of – that people need to understand – what an obvious error is and what's not. And, and it's, you know, it, it is subjective, unfortunately. There probably should be some type of, of, of rule written on what's obvious and what isn't. Um, but I guess, you know, given you've been in the business for so long, if, if you have been, you kind of are able to identify those pretty easily. Now, what's super obvious, what's, what's the most obvious, is, is past posting. And this is kind of what happened, what happened today. Um, you know, these players, the game already started. And not just started. The game was deep in. I, you know, I don't even know if, the, the, you know, I read the article and I was, I was reading it. I was just like, oh, my God, I was just nauseating. You know, how could, you know, why would you, you know, how could somebody do something like this? Um, and, and, and a lot of people are, uh, are, are, you know, saying, oh, well, you know, this sports book is a, is a piece of garbage. They take advantage. They price gouge their customers. Um, you know, if this happened, if Circa did something like this, then, you know, I would feel bad. But since it's bad MGM, I forget that. And I, I don't like that. Reason why is, is you can't make, you can't judge something objectively if you're looking at, at you know, at this. If you're looking at a scenario objectively, you should, you should look at it in isolation to try to find out what the right and wrong thing is. 
anybody's past uh, performance um, shouldn't sh- shouldn't determine if something was right or wrong. Um, and and I you know I, I think that you know this case, uh, re- regardless of of what BetMGM's past is, because again some people could make the point that BetMGM is a great place. They give me bonuses. Um, they let me bet. I like their app. Some people could say a lot of things. So then it becomes subjective on whether or not they're a good place or not. Um, they obviously have a customer base, and there's probably a loyal customer base. Of course, those in the know would argue against that. But, you know, I, I think holding their past um, and using that to judge um, whether somebody should take a shot, whether it's okay to take a shot at them is just, is just wrong. I think it's, it's either, you know, you should hold them, whether they were a circle, whether they're the greatest sports books or the worst sports book, um, um, you should look at it in isolation. So, um, you know, so, so it comes down now to the argument on, um, you know, other people are making arguments also. A lot of people are saying, well, listen, bad lines should always be honored because they should hire a force or, 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 or people there that should make sure that the game was taken off the board um, in time. Or, you know, you know, why is it my fault that they put, uh, that they put, that they kept this game on the board? Why should I have to suffer for that? Why should I not be paid? Okay. Now, when you make this kind of argument, this is the kind of argument um, that, that to me is just, it's it just, it, it's, it's so, so wrong. A similar argument is, is if you go into a, a store and the cash register is open and the owner, you know, you ask the owner to get you something, he has to go in the back and the cash register is wide open. Okay. Is it now you're going to say, ah, oh, stupid idiot. He left his cash register wide open. Why is it my fault that he left it wide open? He just left it there. You know, I, if I'm taking the money out of the cash register, it's not my fault. He's the dummy. And that's the thing. I think people that are taking this argument are trying to justify stealing. And the people that do that are the people either that have that have not been in this business long because they don't understand that a bookmaker better relationship um, needs to exist. And, and, and granted, it doesn't exist with a place like BetMGM. So I understand that part. But, you know, the people that want to score and they want an easy score these are the people, unfortunately, that cannot find a way to beat the game in a fair manner, okay? A fair manner where, you know, you could bet line moves, you could bet off prices, but when you're taking advantage, when you're betting a game that already started, and not just started by a few seconds or a minute, that is deep into the game where essentially the result is already known now you've, you've crossed the line of advantage play and you've become a thief. That is thievery. Now, again, if you're trying to blame it on the sports book, they should have done this, they should have done that. The people that make this argument are the people. That's why I say millennials. Now, again, I assume that it was a millennial. I have no idea. And I'm not trying to group all millennials in one shot. Okay, I'm sorry if I did that. My apologies to our several millennial guys, young guys in this business that have impressed me, that are great guys, that are honorable. Unfortunately, I've encountered a lot of problems, more problems than I've ever encountered with these up-and-coming millennial bookmakers who think that bookmaking in the per-head era is a license to steal. So that's why 
I kind of have a sour taste in my mouth with some of these millennials. That being said, the reason why I think it's millennials, and I'd lay heavy juice on it. I'd lay 10, maybe 15 to 1 that somebody under 30 was involved in this. And again, I could be wrong. And if I am wrong, my apologies. But I think I'm right. But again, I'm not trying to group you all into one shot. I'm just saying that if you've come up in this business, okay, and if you think, if you're trying to justify stealing from a bookmaker, and, and you could say, you know, or, you know, it's their fault, that, you know, you could, you could call it anything else. It's stealing. That is stealing. I don't care. You could twist your words. Why should I suffer? Why is it my fault they left the game up? The same holds true with my cash register analogy where, stop it, you still reach in and you still are, uh, are going into that register and taking that money out. Now, you want to be rewarded for that? No. There's a big difference, okay? Big difference. And again, please, people say, oh, Spanky, how could you say that? You make a living betting off numbers. Oh, no, no. Absolutely I do, okay? So if I see, if I'm, if I'm shopping, if I'm going into that supermarket and that guy has a Hershey bar on sale for 50 cents, but the other guy down the street selling it for 75 cents, Sure, that's what I do. I'm going to buy it for 50 and then, you know what I mean? That's what, I'm price shopping. Sure, absolutely. That's how I make my living. But I am not going into that register and taking money out of that bookmaker's hands directly. That is stealing, okay? It is stealing. And for people to argue against it, again, I know everybody wants to make that big score. Everybody dreams about it. And most people that are arguing for this, have not, and again, this is just my opinion, but I, I believe that you haven't seen much success in this business. So you kind of want to justify finding these angles to be able to take advantage of, of a bookmaker's error of leaving a game that already started. Again, you know, if you know LeBron is out 30 seconds before the bookmaker, sure, no problem. Line could shoot down from seven to two, whatever it is. Okay, the game still has to be played. You might have a 57, 58% chance of winning it. But the game still has to be played. There's a chance you lose the bet, right? There's a, the bookmaker, you know, and then he's going to learn. He's going to try to get better injury information. It's a fight to information. Fine, I'm all for that. That's how I earn, okay? But people, you guys have to understand that a fight for information versus a, 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 a fight for, for past posting, for betting a game that is obviously started where the score is known. This is just wrong. It's wrong. It's theft. And, um, and, 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 and people that, that, you know, that disagree with me, um, I think you should check yourself. I think you should realize, listen, if you want to succeed in this business, you got to know how to do it and by playing by the rules, okay? Now, people would say, hey, Spank, I am playing by the rules. I went on the kiosk. I bet it. Okay, see, these are the guys that are, that are trying to gain um, protection from a regulated market. And, you know, and they're saying, okay, Nevada Gaming Commission is going to rule in my favor because I did that. And again, this is why I say these are probably millennials because me, where I come from, I was born and raised in Jersey. I've dealt with a lot of local bookmakers. If I ever tried to do the same exact stunt, okay, with a local bookmaker, with bookmakers from the Bronx, and if I tried to do that, if I ever even, number one, I would never even, uh, just completely out of my mind, I would never do it. 
But if I ever try to do that, the bookmaker would call me and says, yeah, no problem. Come, I have your money ready for you. And not only would I not get paid, I, would, I might be walking out limping. And, and I think a lot of these guys that take advantage, they don't understand that, you know, you know this is a, a gentleman's game. This is a game of honor. And in our business, it's, a, it, it's I've made seven-figure deals on handshakes in my business, okay? I hold this business near and dear to my heart. This industry is very important, for, very important to me. And to see that the, the, the tide of, on how many people think that stealing is right, it, it kills me inside because this, I don't know what's happening. Is it, is it a culture gap? Is it because I just want to be able to take advantage of anything that happens at any time and there's no um, moral code at all? So I'm all for beating bookmakers. I'm all for getting the best of a number. Okay, that's what I do. I love it. And I'm all for calling bookmakers out for price gouging and kicking players out and not treating players fair and this and that. Absolutely. But when you bet a game that's in the eighth inning and you're betting a price where they just forgot to take it down, that's you just crossed the line. You've done wrong. It's not right. It's just not right. And I just, I, I can't fathom anybody thinking that or, or contradicting my opinion. I just, and there's so many of you that have, and listen, it's all good. That's why it's America. We have our, 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 our right to, to disagree. It's, it's, that's the beauty of it. But I'm just, if, if I could, if I could turn just one of you, just one of you and see it from my point of view. And here I'm talking to the semi pros and pros out there. And, and, and this is important. I think that, you know, if I could just, you know, and the amateur guys that are listening, you guys might be able to get this too, but I'm talking to the semi-pros or pros. You know, there is no way you last in this business is if you take this jugular me, me, me approach where you're just trying to get it, get it down, get that money quick. You're not going to last. Um, you're going to be found out and people are not going to want to do business with you. And, and if you're known as this type of person, um, that then it, 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 your name will be tarnished. My name, my reputation in this business has, I, I've gotten such a solid reputation because number one, I always paid when I lost and, um, and I was always cordial to my bookmakers. I would always tell them whenever they had an error. Um, one of my favorite stories from, from that I had on my previous podcast was Vinny Mariulo. Uh, when, when he was running, when he was running Caesars and, um, and Jeff Whitelaw came in, another professional better I had on the podcast, and he told Vinny, Vinny told the story, he told Vinny, listen, I think Jordan's not going to play today. Um, now, Jeff didn't have to do that. Jeff could have just simply bet the game. This is back in the mid-90s where Jordan rarely missed the game. Jeff could have just told Vinny, listen, you know, he just could have just bet, bet it, boom, bet against the Bulls, and it'd be done. That's it. Nobody would know any of that. But Jeff says, listen, Vinny, uh, just want to let you know that I don't think Jordan's playing. And what did Vinny do? Vinny said, no problem, Jeff. I really appreciate this information. Would you like a courtesy bet? And Jeff said, oh, you don't have to do that. No problem. It's cool. And Vinny says, no, 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 please. Here's five dimes, a courtesy bet. And he gave Jeff a five-dime courtesy bet and moved, either took the game off the board or moved the line heavily or whatnot. 
And that was the relationship. See, that's the better bookmaker relationship that I know. I have that relationship. I can't tell you how many times it has happened when I was coming up in the business, whether it be with Five Dimes or Chris or anybody, Pinnacle when they were taking U.S. customers. Anybody, I would always have this relationship with my bookmakers where if I saw an error, I don't want to be the first one to tell them. Because then, you know, you build clout, you build a relationship. Because then if there's a time in which, hey, listen, the limit's five, but I really could use eight times. Could you do me that favor? No problem, Spank. It's just automatic. It's a give and take, give and take relationship. And people today, especially this younger generation, for the most part, again, not trying to pull everybody into one bucket, but for the most part, everything is just take, take, take. People don't understand the long run, the long term, being able to give back to the, be able to understand, like, you know, you know, spanking, why the hell you tell me you can't really beat NFL? Why do you even bet that? Because people don't understand how to think long term to be able to last as long as possible. They just want to go attack. And these are the people, again, the people that like to take advantage of these situations are the people that have probably never been punched in the face, have never been dealt with any street bookmaker that just don't understand the rules of the street in, in this business. They don't understand it. They just think, ha ha, yeah, you know. And, and again, I'm not trying to say I'm a street guy or anything, but listen, I was I come from Jersey City, New Jersey. I understand what what the right thing to do is and what the wrong thing to do is. And it's real simple. It's real clear. You know what I mean? Like anybody that's been brought up correctly, there's right and wrong. It, you know, how that's not clear to everybody is just crazy. But there's right and wrong. Okay? Sure, you want to bet line moves. You want to bet games that are moving. You want to be able to, you know, would Jeff Whitelaw have been a bad guy to, to, to bet against the Bulls and not to? No, he would have been bad. He just, you know, he knew the information. He went above and beyond. Vinny gave him the courtesy bet, went above and beyond. And that's how the relationship works. Betting a game that's already started by hours is absolute theft. It is stealing. Stealing. And anybody that says the bookmaker should be paying, that's their problem. You don't understand. You don't know shit about this business. You don't know the history of this business. You think that it's all you, you, you. Once you get to a certain level in this business, once you get Hear me out here because this is a very important thing I'm about to say. And this is to those semi-pros, pros out there. Once you get to a certain level in this business, you realize and it hits you. It doesn't come right away, but it hits you. You need them way more than they need you. Way more. Okay? And when you were able to tough pill to swallow, okay, it's a tough pill. After I've been kicked out so many times and after I've been all the shit that's happening in this business to try to struggle, to try to be able to get down, you realize, my God, when you find a good bookmaker, a bookmaker that pays, um, you, it's like gold. You know, you have to treat it well. And when, when you're able to accept the fact that you need that bookmaker way more than they need you, that's when you start truly embracing this relationship. Several bookmakers this past Super Bowl called me, I need this, I need, you know, they start, and, and I don't, even if I don't earn, you know, I might earn a little bit. You help these bookmakers out because you're trying to build a rapport, you're trying to build relationships. 
Um, and I just think that's missed. That's missed in today's today's in, in this era, and it sucks that it's 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 gone. You know, um, there's nobody to talk to at MGM anymore. Uh, there's you know there used to be guys behind the counter right there at the Mirage, and there's guy you know now it's gone. Everything is run offshore in Europe or wherever the hell it is. So it sucks, and and and, and you know, I I don't I don't condone any of this. I'll never I I can't condone theft i can't condone stealing if you're going to earn in this business you're going to find a way to be successful and if you want bookmakers to stop treating you like an outcast or stop treating you like the worst thing in the world and if you want them to start embracing to try to patch this better bookmaker relationship that has been tarnished for so long and that has continued to be tarnished with these europeans just kicking out sharp betters or not even sharp guys that even just have a mind, you know, they don't even have to be winning betters. They just have a mind that are able to just, you know, might, they might not even have an edge to overcome the big, these guys are getting kicked out. Um, but if you want that to stop, then you're going to have to start treating bookmakers with respect and decency. Now again, bet all the line moves you want. It's what I do. There's nothing wrong with that. You want to chase steam? Go ahead. If you really think, if you really, in your heart of hearts, think it's right to bet a game hours after it started and you think you should be paid on that, then unfortunately, your, uh, your moral code and, um, and where you come from is not where, I've come, where I come from. And uh, I advise you not only to get out of this business, but to seek counseling on doing the right thing if there is such counseling for that which probably isn't but um all right i think i've babbled enough hopefully again um i've turned at least one of you guys and um if not so be it hopefully i'm done for this i'll be back in september-ish maybe um and uh you know we'll start having more guests on and uh we'll go from there Thanks so much for the time. Until next time.